Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Radio Nation, welcome back to another edition of Page One. It is Friday night, December 3rd, 2021. You know, just as I was saying that, I was going to look for a calendar (laughs) 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 because I do believe um, we have, after tonight, three more shows left in the year. Um. There will be no show next week. Uh, we will be back with you on Friday night, December 17th. And then we'll be with you Christmas Eve, which will be our Christmas Eve slash uh, Festivus show. We're not doing separate ones this year. Festivus will be wrapped up in our regular Friday night show on December 24th. And then on December 31st, it'll be New Year's. <laughs> We have a New so Year's show, like a real New Year's show. Like, are we going to do like Dick Clark Rock and Christmas Eve kind of thing? You know what? <laughs> I have not uh, thought about that. Um, it could be the uh, geriatric uh, Rock and Eve where we end the night at like nine, ten o'clock, and just. <laughs> 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 Sounds good to me. I'm good. That's good. Uh, but that voice you heard is my wonderful friend Mary. How are you? Uh, I'm 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 good? Question mark. I I, <laughs> I feel good, but I'm kind of stressed because it's the holiday season. So it seems like everything's mm-hmm. squished into like not enough time. <laughs> yeah. So you know, here's the thing. Uh, it never really is, even though a lot of people start – some people start earlier than that. Like some people wait till after Thanksgiving to start their holiday season because, I mean, really you have like what, um, 28 days really of stuff to get together before the end of the year and then – or before Christmas. Um, and then at that point, here you are next week, which is the last week of the year to get a lot of stuff done. Um, so – I mean, it's pretty much one of those things where it's all condensed, packed, unless you're one of those people that just starts early, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm not one of those people. I was going to say, too, asterisk, though, because Mary may have plans on you. I don't know. So I, I, I say New Year's show with a uh, – <laughs> I think it's to be it's TBD at this point. The New Year's show could be TBD. <laughs> we could do it New Year's Day. Heck. Why not New Year's Day? We could do. I think we've only done one other Saturday show, um, but I don't know. We'll see. 
It'd be New, it'd be New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. But you know what? If we do it New Year's Eve, it would make more sense to probably start it at like 11.30 p.m. Eastern time because of, at that point, we could ring in the new year in the East and do it here in the Midwest. And then, or we could do it at 10 o'clock, ring it in the East, ring it in the Midwest in the closing seconds of the show. <laughs> and then I could see if I could so start two again. Hours to do whatever. Well, you know what? I've never done it before here on this platform to like do a show from 10 to midnight, but then the following day is a new day. So if I start another show at midnight, we could ring it in here in the Midwest and go all the way until midnight rings in the West. So that that would be like a four-hour show. <laughs> but I am pretty sure the folks here at Blog Talk Radio would probably not allow that to happen. Um, probably unless I started the not show on like purpose. maybe 12. Or if they do it, they will only let it happen once. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it could be. a. Tw- I could probably start another show at 1230 and go for two hours on the next day because it is a new day. I mean, after midnight is the start of another new day. We could possibly do that. But I don't even know if you would want to do something like that. I'm not even sure how <laughs> listeners would want to do that because we, we have, like, no musical guests. It's, it's not, you know, Rocket Ease, at least you've got Are like, you telling me music. that I'm not musically talented? I thank I mean, you for your birthday. If you want to do that and play the recorder, you go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that is my musical you, instrument of choice. I could get you a recorder or a kazoo or uh, a... <laughs> wow. Was it I've this time of year? <laughs> you know what? This time With of my year, tambourine a, and my triangle. Yes. Or cowbell. Cowbell. The world needs more cowbell. Yes, the world needs more cowbell. So pretty much, I mean, we could do it that way. But, uh, yeah, um, I think that will work. I think we could do it that way. I don't know. We'll look into it. The possibilities are endless. So, um, yeah. So, uh, well, you're now making me think about that. We, we will to be continued. We know next two weeks. You know the schedule: seventeenth, and then the twenty-fourth, Christmas Eve. Who knows? Maybe we'll yeah. even do a rendition. So of next Friday, no next Christmas. Friday, because next Friday we partying it up. Yes, we're partying it up. Uh, Thirty-hour bender for me in Vegas, uh, <laughs> and then. Um, yeah, and then we'll be back with you, and then uh, we could do something like the night before Christmas. Yeah, the night before Christmas will be the theme, but it'll also be a festivus theme to make up for the day before. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> I'd like the night before the Christmas and all through the house. Pretty much. <laughs> or all through the show. Uh, yeah, because you know what? If we start and we go a full two-hour show on Christmas Eve, it will run kind of right into Christmas Day, um, or if we start later, it runs right into Christmas Day in the East. So, yeah, there you go. Love it. Um, 
But we, like I said, are now in December. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on here in the month of December. Uh, National Weeks to Look Forward to, uh, the first week of December was National Cookie Cutter Week. Uh, It was also National Influenza Week. Uh, December uh, 1st through the 7th is Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week. National Hand Washing Awareness Week was the first week as well. Um, And then the 12 days of Christmas begins on December 25th and runs through January 5th. Did you know that? No, actually, I didn't know that, which is strange that it starts on Christmas, but okay. Um, well, let's see. Um, yeah, 12 but I will say I do know about about Hanukkah. Hanukkah is going until December 6th, so happy what we're in the third, so happy fifth day of lights, celebration of lights. Sixth mm-hmm. day. So there you go. Yeah. So, no, it was uh, – yeah, Kwanzaa runs December 26th through January 1st. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've got a lot of things going on in these first few weeks. And then it is National Pear Month, National uh, Human Rights Month, National Time Month, uh, my favorite time of the year. <laughs> I did not know why in December it's National Time Month. Actually, I guess I have to look that up. Uh, it is also Operation Santa Paws. Maybe because of all the holiday month. parties? I guess so. Uh, it is also Universal Human Rights Month. Uh, it is also National Drunk and Drugged Driving 3D Prevention Month. Uh, those are just a few of the things. National Business Plan Month also this month. And National Car Donation Month. Uh, I know a lot of people who are trying to get their donations and other things done before the end of the year so they will count on your income taxes. Uh, that is uh, pretty much that reason. So today, December 3rd, uh, it is National Roof Over Your Head Day. It is Faux Fur Friday, the first Friday in December. National Bartender Day is the first Friday in December. (laughs) So you can uh, celebrate your bartender. (laughs) Uh, National Cookie Day is tomorrow. National Dice Day, National Sock Day. The first Saturday of every month is National Play Outside Day, but in some places it's pretty cold. I'm not sure you want to do that. Um, snow? It is, snow. Build a snow fort. I guess. Uh, you know, December used to be a time to do that. I don't know. Yeah. I think now when it gets cold, even in like the 30s and 20s, I'm not like it. <laughs> I want to go somewhere warm now. So you're saying you're getting old is what it is. You are no longer a child that enjoys a good snowfall. You are an old person. Right. I was like, gosh darn it, I got to shovel that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, pretty much. Um, it is, uh, let's see, National Rhubarb Vodka Day, Sky Worn Recognition Day, uh, the first Saturday in December. Uh, is National Tomorrow Sasher Tort Day. Uh, National Repeal Your Day is also. On that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm guessing it is. I know it's a food, um, but uh, it is pretty much okay. It says if you like chocolate and you like cake, 
The National Sasha Tort Day on December 5th is the perfect day for you because the layered ingredients make this dessert a delicious tort. Uh, it is also known as Sasha Tort spelled together. It's a unique type of chocolate cake uh, invented in 1832. Now, Vienna pretty much considers the Sasha Tort one of the most famous culinary specialties. So uh, it is cakes and torts they say are similar but in fact torts are a type of cake so it kind of looks like uh, a chocolate cake with something in the middle of it uh, but the top is like a hard chocolate kind of almost like a ganache. I would say the top yeah kind of like a ganache uh, but that is a saucer tort uh, it is also bathtub party day on Sunday bathtub party day uh, uh, National Repeal Day, and it's International Ninja Day on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Monday, uh, it is National Microwave Oven Day, uh, mm. National Pawn Brokers Day, National Gazpacho Day. Um, December 7th, of course, is National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Uh, it's National mm-hmm. Cotton Candy Day, World Trick Shot Day. And then on the 8th, I know you're going to love this one on Wednesday, it's National Brownie Day. Uh, yeah. Pretend to be a time traveler day, and then next Thursday nice. it is, yeah, it is Christmas card day, Weary Willy day, and National Pastry Day. Now, uh, Weary Willy. What day, is a Weary uh, Willy day? <laughs> <laughs> well, here it is. Weary Willy day. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. Give me a second. Let me giggle this out. Let me. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a second um, to think about that. Okay. Okay. I was so. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. I'm a what, year old um, boy. It is not what you think it is. Um, <laughs> it is. Um, so let me explain it. Uh, Weary Willie Day on December 9th recognizes the art of clowning and the impact that it has in our lives. And the holiday was named for the character made famous by Emmett Kelly, who was born on that day in 1898. Uh, Weary Willie was a unique character in the art of clowning, as Kelly had developed Weary Willie at a time when the white-faced, goofy clown was the norm, and selling the idea for a sad, down-as-luck clown did not fit the formula most circuses were seeking. Uh, For the time being, Kelly put back on the white face the brightly colored costume. So pretty much Weary Willie has frowning, whisker-shadowed face, this dirty, torn, and worn costume, went on to become an American icon. So, yeah, was Weary Willie. <laughs> it's a clown. <laughs> yes, it was a clown, if you, if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> you know what? So. Clowns don't freak me out. A lot of people get creeped out by clowns. A lot of people do. The clowns do not creep me out. You know what creeps me out? Mines. Really? It's the whole, like, speak, man. Just say it. (laughs) But I mean, like... I'm frustrated with you. So if you saw, like, a street performer, uh, because there are a lot of, I'm pretty sure, out there... Uh, street performers who I know, especially here in downtown Chicago, um, who kind of do a mime act, but they're kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. 
Um, they're all painted in like the silver metallic, and they kind of look like they're all silver. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, like living statues? Kind of, yeah. So that's pretty much kind of how they are. But um, they do a mime act, which is pretty good. Um, I will remember the next time you are here, make sure that we do not go by one. <laughs> I have to make me go buy one so that I have to, like, look at them and get freaked out. Right. I don't want you to get freaked out about that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there are um, people that are creeped out by clowns. Yeah, um, so I don't know, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happens with that. I mean, it's it's kind of like, yeah, it's they get freaked out, and people just don't like them. Uh, you liked Bozo, didn't you? Yeah, you liked I love Bozo. I you told you, I am not, yeah, I'm not, clowns don't freak, I love clowns. I think clowns are amazing. I think they're funny. Um some clowns I want to punch in the face because they do stupid crap, but that's, you know, like overall, they're trying to bring joy to people's lives. <laughs> I got it. Uh, but yeah, so no, that's the, that's what's going on. I know it's a long list. We usually do that. Actually, it's a short list for the month of December. Uh, not that much besides Christmas Day uh, and New Year's Day. And like I said, uh, with Kwanzaa and with uh, the 12 days of Christmas that start right after Christmas. So uh, enjoy the month of December. We'll have more next week when we see you again. But tonight on the program, I'm going to apologize ahead of time because as I stated last week, this time of year, it becomes very difficult to find a lot of stories for the show. (laughs) Which is why I like our host chat at the beginning of the show, because it kind of takes up a little bit of time. (laughs) But there's nothing that really goes on the month of December, which I'm glad there isn't. Uh, A couple of stories tonight, but if we have time tonight, I'm going to unveil the only but a goodie in a new segment where it is pretty much odd stories. Which, if you hear to both of these, why am I afraid? I'm so afraid right now. Yeah, um, from the odd files, I think is what I want to call. But uh, yeah, if we have a little bit of time tonight, two really weird stories. But hey, what's life without some type of weird stories? So, um, (laughs) but the first story that I wanted to talk about tonight was actually one uh, that kind of broke just a couple of days ago, and it's already got some people kind of up in a little bit of, um, I guess I, could, I guess you could say that there's some people who now are, <laughs> if you're on social media, here's the deal. Uh, the next time somebody tries to friend you on Facebook or follow you on Instagram, it could be a debt collector. New rules approved by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that took effect on Tuesday dictate how collection agencies can email and text people as well as message them on social media to seek repayment for unpaid debts. Uh, 
one of the former CFPB directors who oversaw the rule changes said last year that they were a necessary upgrade to the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, which is more than four decades old. Uh, as they said at the time, we're finally leaving 1977 behind and developing a debt collection system that works for consumers and industry in the modern world. But consumer advocates say that borrowers risk missing key information about their debts or falling prey to illegal scams if they're contacted online. Uh, the National Consumer Law Center says that the rules are really disappointing and concerning in a number of ways. Under the new rules, debt collectors who contact you on social media have to identify themselves as debt collectors but can attempt to join your network by sending you a friend request. Collectors must give you the option to opt out of being contacted online, and any messages they send have to be private. Collectors can't post on your page if it can be seen by your contacts or the public. Now, collection agencies can also email and text message debtors, but must still offer the ability to opt out. Industry officials praise the move as a welcome change to the outdated methods currently used. And But advocates will say pretty much that consumers will still pay the price because they should have been given the ability to opt into electronic messages rather than being forced to opt out of them. And that consumers who don't check social media regularly or miss an email, they fail to see critical information about a debt. Uh, many people, of course, still don't have regular access to the Internet either. Um, and by allowing those debt collectors to do that also gives criminals a new avenue to try to swindle people out of their money. Um, one person said they actually had already gotten their first spam debt collection email even before the new rules took effect. So I thought about that. Um, and the new rules also set a limit for the first time on how often debt collectors can call you. Agencies will be restricted to seven calls per week per account and collection. But I thought about that, and I thought that with social media, and especially with if you're on a site such as Facebook or Instagram, there are settings in which you can be totally private and not be found. So um, I'd have a little bit of concern if somebody was able to find me on a site that was private. No one, of course, mentioned that part of the story. <laughs> and I was going to say, does that kind right? of intermingle with the laws and the rules of social media sites? And even then, is it going too far to try to find someone on a social media page. What say you? Um, okay. Um, for a person that would be collecting the debt, let's start on that slide. Um, mm-hmm. No, no way, no, nothing is going too far to a point, like as long as it's done within the realm of, of human decency. Does that make sense? Like, Phone call, Mm -hmm. you signed up for something, it went into default, you need to pay it back, I'm trying to collect. Um, In that case, as the person collecting the debt, as long as it's not overbearing, it's not, you know, I'm not calling you every five minutes, I'm not trying to be your best friend, I'm not trying to fake you out, then no, I I, I don't know that it's a, a wrong thing. I know in investigations for certain companies and for certain um, um, businesses and for certain uh, industries, 
they go and they look at your social media page if they can find it, if it's public. And there, and there, therein lies the the specific underlying. If it's public facing, and I can see it without having to do any kind of shenanigans, then I don't think it's wrong. The point that I don't like about it is, as a human being and a consumer, that you are requesting to be my friend. You are not my friend. That is a right. social media. It is supposed to be a social account. The problem with that statement, though, in this day and age, is that social media accounts are now being used to create a living, um, to mm-hmm. eke out a living, and therefore it's a business account. It's a commercial account. It's not exactly. social. It, it, it's, it's a very fine line. But you're right. If your if your settings are private and somehow I get a request from somebody that says, Hey, I'm a debt collector and I need to contact you <clears throat> I'd be very upset with the social media site, the the app, what have you. Um Here's what and I'd be really right. digging into their end user agreement. Now I was gonna say here's the other thing. Now if you're on social media and someone finds you and they send you, quote, a friend request or they, quote, try to send you a message and you block them, which some people will probably do, (laughs) um, and other people continue to come on your page and it's the same company, is that seen as a form of harassment at that point? I would think so. I've got questions. Because okay, let's I would say think so. if there's I think that would be where yeah. harassment would start. Yeah, and I knew someone, uh, which actually I was like, "Go you," because they were getting a call from a debt collector, and they told them uh, ever so kindly, "I'm on the debt collection list," uh, that I am, you know, pretty much at this point. Um, you know, I can, I can't, I don't want to talk to you. And I knew somebody that continued to get calls. And what happened um, was that they, I guess there's some rule. And um, I guess what the rule stating was that uh, I guess you can only call, but if they tell you that you can't call or do something, Every call after that, or I think, no, it wasn't a debt collector. It probably wasn't a debt collector, but I want to go back. It was like some person that kept calling. Uh, but <laughs> they, I guess every call after that, you can get a certain amount of money <laughs> because if they're not supposed to call, not supposed to call. Um, and they kept track of it. And at that point, what happened was that they went to, I guess, court about it, and they got paid <laughs> because the company wasn't supposed to do it. Um, so, yeah, um, it's it's something in which uh, I think that – I think there's still going to be a lot – because social media is still a learning process for everyone. I don't know, you know, because – are you going to try and find me on LinkedIn 
Instagram. Uh, are you going to try and find me on this page or that page? Where next? Uh, you know, <laughs> if somebody does OnlyFans for a living, <laughs> you got to pay to come on there and see my business so that right. you can try and find me for a debt collection. It's like, where does it start and where does it end? Um, you know, at that point, it is one of those things that um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of issue with what's going on with that. But, yeah, I mean, it is going to be interesting. But that is um, something that we will definitely keep an eye on for all of you. Uh, we're kind of at the halfway point tonight, still ahead. We're going to take a live look at what's trending. Uh, also, we've got probably what some people would say is gentrification of the shopping process. Um, we'll talk about that story a little bit. And like I said, if we've got some time tonight, uh, we will go through a couple of stories. And who knows, if we have time, maybe we will even do the Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. Um, my time is your time. <laughs> well, but first, uh, we've got a couple of retro moments of the week. Uh, I think as we go into the Christmas season, don't be surprised if you hear a few of those uh, coming out, along with some regular ones mixed in. Uh, so we have kind of one tonight, a Christmas gift for Dad, maybe even for yourself that you might use, and then a food favorite, uh, some familiar voices during the commercial. You're listening to Page One with our Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Treat. Are you going to have a party? Is it so good to eat? Well, they're delicious and nutritious. Make you want to munch and munch. Golden Fritos corn chips. Boy, I can eat a bunch. They're America's favorite corn chips. Fritos, golden chips of corn just made to munch. Delicious at parties, plain or with dips. Nutritious at lunch with soup or sandwiches. Fritos corn chips have such good crisp flavors, such good for you nourishment. There's contentment in every munch. Get Fritos today, the golden corn chips made to munch. Munch, 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 munch Fritos. Corn chips, it's not polite to smack your lips. But you can't help it with Fritos corn chips. Munch, 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 munch Fritos corn chips. To a beer drinker, there's nothing like a cold beer served in a frosted glass. And now you can frost glasses at home instantly. Introducing the Ronco Glass Froster. It frosts all kinds of glasses. Just press the lever and frost glasses for mixed drinks, for soft drinks, for wine glasses or dessert glasses. It's a must for parties, and for only $8.88, they really do make great Christmas gifts. At Payless, Field Stores, Woolworth, Skaggs, Velocity, Wigwam, Payless, Tacoma, Fred Meyer. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. And 
Welcome back to Page One with Havar and Mary on this Friday night, December 3rd. So glad that you could be with us. Also, for a lot of you, before I forget, my thanks and my thanks once again to the wonderful Kate D who stopped by this week to uh, the 411 Lounge. You can listen to that show, uh, which is now available here on the Blog Talk radio platform as well as the podcast sections of Apple and, of course, on iHeartRadio. So, uh, <laughs> very interesting conversation with um, the funny thing I was telling Mary was that I had asked her uh, one of the questions uh, because now what I like to do <laughs> is kind of a uh, lightning round of questions. And I asked her of uh, what word <laughs> was the her least favorite word. Um, and I gave her a list of words. And um, she answered the question, which actually she answered the question with her own word, which was actually pretty smart. She came prepared. Uh, mm-hmm. She came prepared for the show. I will say that. I give her credit. Um, because there was a study out about the um, pretty much the words that women don't w- – what word annoys women more? And the words that I gave her was uh, – well, we're all adults here. and uh, <laughs> But I gave her moist uh-huh. panties or squirt. And um, <laughs> in case, uh, that uh, – Those all go together. The, I need to work those into a sentence. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that could easily be done with the words that I gave. Uh, the word that she used could also be used in there, but it would kind of turn the situation off. But she said that musk was the word that she did not like. Musk or musty uh, was the word that she did not like. Maybe next week or the week after. I'm sorry. We will go through those words, which was in that study, uh, <laughs> to see just how annoying those, uh, the that three that you the three that you named do not bother me but i do know plenty of people that they do mm-hmm. i'm related to some yes. which makes it even more fun because <laughs> i do throw a couple of those together into the into our conversations about laundry and and stuff so that's fun <laughs> and to that one person also, that you know yeah yeah go ahead I was say to that one person that you know that lives in an upper Midwest state, the air was very moist this past weekend and it snowed. So I know they would hate hearing that, but that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> very moist turkey over Thanksgiving. Quite, it was not dry. I'm in so mm-hmm. much trouble now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, your retro commercial with the Frito corn chips. I used to bring corn mm-hmm. chips to lunch when I had a bag lunch, and I'd eat them on my cheese sandwiches. They were really good. But did you know that that Fritos were healthy for you? <laughs> I know, right? No, I did not. But apparently, my mom did, so I'm okay with it. Yes. So thanks, Mom, for packing in the healthy Fritos for lunch. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the, salty, the salty corn chip that's healthy. That goes to show how simple like a time sometimes. that was back then. Yeah, yeah. But how simple a time that was. 
Because I could put like utter crap right in front of you and be like, oh, it's healthy. Nine out of ten doctors say it is. <laughs> there was, nobody was nobody the was doctor that's telling anything. you the truth is saying no. <laughs> right. It, 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 nine out of those ten doctors were eating corn chips and smoking camels. That pretty much was what happened. <laughs> what the heck? And drinking beer out of like, a frosted mug. Right. I thought it were worse. <laughs> it's it's healthy for you. <laughs> what the heck, man? But you can't pull that stuff now. I was say, you can't pull that stuff out soon because there's people who I are love when it over. puts hair on your chest. That is right. such an old saying because it's like every time I hear that saying, the first thing that goes through my brain is, why would I want hair on my chest? <laughs> I don't think I would want hair. At least I wouldn't. I don't want hair yeah. on my chest. Yeah, you, you'd have to, you'd have to sell that a different way for girls. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody telling you, lady back there, why do I have to eat this? Put hair on your chest. I don't want hair on my chest. Put hair on your chest. <laughs> I don't want hair on my chest. God, no. Good Lord. You don't have to worry yeah, about boyfriends then. Good, yeah. I think that's why a lot of fathers probably said that. Like, put hair on your chest. Boys don't care. Say for all you people with daughters out there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, and then meanwhile, Dad sitting in the corner smirking, my plan is working. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Rolling his handlebar mustache while smoking that camel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, I, here's the thing, too. I know a lot of people probably ask why we don't play cigarette because there's plenty of them but i have never played uh-huh. a cigarette commercial uh retro commercial because there's plenty of good ones that so badly want to play but i know that there are laws and rules to playing cigarette ads and i don't want to be mm-hmm. a part of the smoking sensation so i would much rather do beer commercials than the uh cigarette ads which is why you would never hear retro cigarette ads here even though i would love to do it there's some good ones some of them are hilarious, but yeah, no, they're not they, with the broadcasting um, rules and regulations. Those are those are uh, as hard, even with it being played as a like you're making an opinion on it. It's still hard to do. Right. So yes, that's why I did not do it. Um, so we get frosted beer mugs instead. Yeah, you get frosted beer mugs for dad. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or the one with the uh, the other retro commercial that we played a while back, where it was the uh, the was it the cleaning the kitchen cleaning stuff for mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, I know you like the cleaning supplies. <laughs> right? really bad stuff. We'll play that. Yeah, <laughs> commercials. Nah, you know the commercials that pretty much you know uh, lower people back in the fifties. Yeah, we'll play that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, there is a lot of people out there who this week uh, raised a few eyebrows because Dollar General tested a store for wealthier shoppers. It worked so well, now it's going to grow to a 1,000 locations, and a lot of people call this store gentrification. Uh, They will have about a 1,000 pop shelf locations by the end of fiscal 2025. 
Now, Pop Shelf's customers are skewing younger, wealthier, and more suburban than the dollar store chain's typical shopper. And they sell higher profit items such as home goods and seasonal decor, and their shoppers are filling up bigger baskets, according to the chief merchandising officer. Um, they debuted that new store about a year ago, and it's aimed at wealthier suburban shoppers who enjoy the hunt for a good deal. Uh, they said on Thursday that it now plans to have approximately 1,000 stores by the end of 2025, including about 100 more locations that will open next fiscal year. It already has 30 pop-shelf stores in six states as of October 29th, and it plans to open its first stores in Texas in the early spring. Now, news of the ambitious expansion plan comes as the retailer said it will test its first international market by opening up 10 stores in Mexico by the end of fiscal 2022, uh, and more than another 1,100 new stores in the upcoming year, including those pop shelves, Dollar General, and uh, the international locations. But shares fell by more than 3% early Thursday after the company said it anticipates same-store sales will decline this fiscal year. Uh, they said they were speeding up the expansion plans because of its popularity with customers and that its average basket size and value is higher than at Dollar General's namesake stores. Uh, for the dollar store chain, Pop Shelf is a way to attract new customers and drive up profits. Customers are women who live in suburban areas and have an annual household income that ranges from 50000 to $125,000, the company said. Uh, the store is roughly 9,000 square feet and carry items such as home goods, seasonal decor, party supplies, including items from Dollar General's private brands. Over 90% of the merchandise sold by Pop Shelf cost $5 or less, which I'm trying to figure out how are you trying to get the wealthier when there's already five below, but that's just me. Uh, but they said that their customers <laughs> tend to live in rural areas, have a tighter budget, and skew slightly older, and that its customers have an annual household income of 40000 or less. Sales at the dollar stores have also seen a heavier mix of grocery and snack items, which tend to be less profitable for the retailer. Um, I to each its own. Um, each store is going to do what it's going to do and tend to what it's doing. And also, its chief competitor is Dollar Tree, which last week took a big step saying that it would pass on more cost to shoppers. And it's going to start selling more, most goods at dollar twenty-five rather than a dollar to cover rising freight costs. So I guess you cannot call that Dollar Tree anymore. It's Dollar Twenty Five Tree. Um, but uh, a lot of other people would say that it is pretty much the gentrification of areas, and some people complain that Dollar General needs to take a look at its stores in quote rural and urban areas because the ones that you go to, according to them, not me, I'm not saying it. It is according to them that they are mostly in areas that are not the best and that the stores are mostly stores that don't keep things in stock or probably aren't well cleaned and that they're trying to focus on a wealthier clientele with newer, more brighter stores that will probably look way better than the other stores that they have in their arsenal. Um, hmm. As a uh, shopper who likes to shop at stores along with me, I would tell you, I, I can't think back at this, and I'm wondering, okay, you're putting all of this money into that, which is good. I mean, you make it a niche market. You can put them wherever you're going to put them. But at the same time that you're putting all this money into paying for these, quote, uh, stores, 
And why couldn't you invest that in the stores that you already have? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a rhetorical question, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Uh, that's okay, my question. So the business question here. <laughs> So the business lesson here is Dollar Tree has decided that those those areas that they already have Dollar Tree is a Dollar Tree Dollar General. Sorry, we're doing Dollar General. Dollar Tree is a Dollar Twenty Five Tree now. Uh, Dollar General has decided by doing these upper scale markets, which is kind of funny because they're not that much upper scale. It's not like it's ten dollars or they're trying to be a five below. Is what they're trying to be. Um, they're trying to lose the $0.99 cent store, dollar store um, stigma. The problem that comes with that is that the stores that have that stigma, and there are quite a few in where I live, they do have some good stuff. The problem comes down to they're not given enough good word. What's a good word? They're not given enough resources or mm-hmm. support to keep the stores clean, well-lit, well-stocked, safe, because, you know, and I'm not talking like like thievery or having somebody that wants to do harm on towards someone, but like keeping things out of the aisles. I don't mm-hmm. know how many times I've walked into one of those types of stores and had to zigzag and slalom my way through the aisles because they put the boxes that they were going to stock the shelves with in the aisles, but never got to it because they don't have enough people to work the store. And they don't have enough people to work the store because they can't pay enough to have people to work the store or they can't hire people to work the store or they don't get the support because they're not making the kind of profit that they want to make off the store. So that's it really comes down to they're looking at the bottom line. They're looking at the profit margin. They're not really looking at how can we improve the profit margin with what we have, start over. And sometimes starting over is more profitable than revamping something that you've already got set in place. Plus, it's hard to get rid of that stigma. It's really hard to get rid of that stigma. Five Below has done a really good job, granted, I didn't realize how good of a job until this year. I was introduced to it by my good friend and host. So until he introduced me, it was like, eh, it's one of those other places. They did a really good job. I would go to that kind of store all the time. Hmm. If Dollar Tree, if Dollar General, if 99 cent stores, if what's another one? Um, Another one of those type of different stores. Opened up family dollar. If they look and feel and run the store the way that Five Below ran their store that we went to, absolutely I would go and shop in those stores. Would I buy my groceries there? Probably not. I would buy my groceries from the grocery (laughs) store. No no offense to those stores, but I don't really think that I can buy uh, um, chicken microwave chicken. But, but I can go and get party supplies and decorations and things for DIY. Absolutely. 
And I'm one of those coffee people that like to do that stuff. So, yes, I would do that. The issue is getting rid of that stigma. And I think that's instead of trying to get rid of the stigma, they're just going to start over and start with a clean slate. So I think that's what they're trying to do. Um, do I think it's right? Probably not. Do I think it's kind of a slap in the face for the people that are looking at it going, you're not giving us one of those stores. You're just leaving us with this rundown store that you're basically leaving behind, like redheaded stepchild, in quotes. Yeah, right. I get where people are coming from. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, so, I mean, that is what's going on with that, and uh, you'll see a lot more of those stores popping up over the next year in different areas, I'm sure. Um, look at what is trending tonight uh, for you out there. Oregon is trending uh, for all the wrong reasons because it, tonight is the Pac-12 title game, and right now uh, in the third quarter, if I can take a look at this, uh, it is Utah 31, Oregon 3. So um, it was 24 nothing at halftime. That's not good. Uh, no, it's <laughs> not, not good. It is not good. Um, so, yeah, it is uh, Utah, it looks like right now, uh, is threatening again um, to probably score and really put, uh, make their way to the Rose Bowl possibly. So, um, yeah, that is what's trending right now for that one. SmackDown, AEW also trending tonight. Um uh, Mario Cristobal in college. This has been a weird week for college sports with a lot of coaching changes. Uh, it continues the same uh, as Miami is closing out on Clemson AD and Oregon coach Mario Cristobal, uh, sources are saying. Uh, Love after lockup is also trending tonight. And uh, a lot of conference football title games this weekend. I know we were good luck for a uh, particular team from the state of Michigan last week, just by mentioning them, who plays tomorrow team from the cornfields. Um, <laughs> uh, I, don't I hope it goes well. I hope team. it goes well. I hope it goes well. Yes. Um, and Activision is trending. Uh, as Jeff Keeley says, he's thinking about how to, quote, navigate the game awards involvement with Activision Blizzard. I don't know what that means, but uh... (laughs) Blizzard is a gaming um, development. They they develop video games. It's a type of video game. So Activision, uh, Blizzard, they've been having problems with their lead developer on some of their bigger games, Um, and (laughs) some of the the the, some of the um, deciphered. We'll do it that way. Some of the deciphered tweets and and uh, Instagram posts and TikTok videos that have come out are starting to point at a very hostile work environment. Um, some harassment, some sexual, non, some, some non-sexual. But, um, yeah, so there's a lot of upheaval in a very big gaming franchise with Blizzard. Um, and I can't, I don't know that I can mention it or not. So I'm just going to not mention it. But there's a big franchise that's going to be up for grabs here pretty soon if it doesn't do well. <clears throat> awesome. And also, <laughs> no, no, good, good. And also trending tonight is Hawaii, but for all the wrong reasons. I actually know somebody that's there right now. I don't know when they're leaving, but the island of Hawaii is now under a blizzard warning. 
Uh, weather forecasters are saying to expect accumulations of up to 12 inches of snow, wind gusts gusting over 100 miles an hour, and travel is going to be difficult to impossible. Um, the they don't know snow just in how Hawaii. snow in Hawaii. Um, and they are also saying, and this is the weird thing, as of Friday morning, so the U.S. have had blizzard warnings, and they are Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> More snow <laughs> has fallen in Hawaii this season than in Denver, Colorado. So take that what you will and how weird the weather uh, is. And I don't know uh, – <laughs> And I don't know if this one's true, and I'm going to look this up right now because um, they're saying that from Betty White's uh, – it might be a parody one. No, it, it might be a parody one, so I'm not even going to quote that one. But uh, <laughs> they, had a, they had a reaction from Betty White, but I, I'm pretty sure that is not her. But it actually would have been funny if that was her. But, yeah. But, yeah, so, no, Blizzard's in Hawaii. Uh, if you thought about that Hawaiian vacation, you probably might want to cancel that right about now. <laughs> So, uh, with that being said, we have a few minutes left on the clock. So I promised you that if we had some time, I would start uh, some new things along with an Urban Dictionary Word of the Week. Um, I love scouring the Internet for different stories. Uh, And, of course, you know, the Urban Dictionary gives us its Word of the Week. Uh, We get yay or nay from a lot of different sources. And I never really thought to go through and read some good old, like, police blotter stories for the smoking gun. So I went to the smoking gun, and there were two stories this week, which were actually pretty interesting. (laughs) Um, I don't even know where to start. Um, I guess I'm going to start with the first one. But it says a really dumb way to raise money to pay for your criminal defense lawyer. And, of course, it is a Florida woman. Uh, A Florida woman arrested Saturday on a felony narcotics charge told police that she sells fentanyl to make money to pay for an attorney, quote, for a pending drug charge, according to an arrest report. Nicole Gregory was busted after a sheriff's deputy spotted her dropping a bag that held four baggies containing the synthetic opioid. The defendant did intend to sell said substance, the investigator alleged. After being collared on a St. Petersburg street, she reportedly admitted that she sells the drug for $10 per bump. She then claimed that she was selling the narcotics to make money for an attorney for a pending drug charge. Uh, According to court records, she was arrested last month for selling methamphetamine to an undercover cop, and in August she was charged with possessing fentanyl and meth, both cases pending in the circuit court. Uh, So in addition to the new rap, (laughs) she was charged with four other drug counts and was charged in possession of narcotics, including meth, morphine, and oxycodone. Uh, she was bonded out of jail after posting $18,000 bond. <laughs> and then the story that pretty much I don't even know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get halfway through this story, or Mary's either going to be amazed or <laughs> or she's well, going gonna to be wonderful. I don't even know what's going to happen. So according to a webcam model, accidentally shot herself. Uh, Like I said, we're all adults. So forgive the words that I'm going to use. I'm going to read this exactly from the story that it came from. Uh, It says a webcam model accidentally shot herself in the vagina 
with a 9-millimeter handgun while recording a video earlier this month in her Georgia home, according to a police report. Responding to, quote, an accidental gunshot wound called a residence in Tomlinson, a city 40 miles from Macon, a sheriff's deputy encountered an EMS worker in the property's driveway around noon on November 9th. The paramedic, who was holding an unloaded handgun and a spent bullet ca- uh, casing in her hand, explained that, quote, the female had shot herself in her vagina accidentally. According to interviews with residents of the home, deputies determined that Lauren Hunter Damon was apparently alone inside her bedroom when the gun discharged. Jordan Allen, who said he owned the firearm, told deputies he was in the kitchen when he heard a gunshot. Upon reaching the bedroom, he found Damon with a small amount of blood on her leg. Allen advised that she started saying that she was sorry. He advised that she told him that she shot herself accidentally. Allen told deputies that she has subscribers, quote, unquote, on a sexual web platform called Chatter, and that she makes sexual videos of herself and people pay to see them. He advised that he thinks that she was recording a video at the time the gun went off. A second witness told deputies that Damon had walked into the home's living room saying that she accidentally shot herself. It appears that the web platform to which she referred is actually Chatterbait, a popular adult site that lets models receive tips from viewers in return for the performance of requested sex acts. It's unclear whether she was broadcasting live when the gun discharged or whether she was recording a video that would be uploaded to Chatterbait. Of course, she was transported from her home to out of the Upstate County Sheriff's Office, where a helicopter then flew her to a Macon hospital from which she was released. The shooting, which police classified as reckless conduct, as they call calling it, is unlikely to result in criminal charges, according to the sheriff. During police interviews, her account of the shooting fluctuated, uh, with her claiming at one point that the gun went off during a consensual sex act with Alan. <laughs> I don't even even want to know what you were doing with that gun when it went off. You know what? No, I don't want to know what you were doing with that gun when it went off because I have a feeling I know what happened you what you were doing with that gun when it went off because there's no way you actually what is this nine millimeter. Why is it anywhere near that part of your body? I just don't understand. The only way that I, I can think of okay. Okay. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. Shut up to my little friend. Yeah, that's <laughs> Okay. I was going to try and be serious for a moment, but I couldn't even. If you had, <laughs> if you had it in like a holster, <laughs> uh, hey like you know, like a like a um, like a hip holster, like I'm going to be a cowgirl kind of thing. But even with the I, hip I holster, it's on the outside of your leg. So if I'm outside of your hip, the only way that it would be anywhere near that part was if you had turned. And then even then, no matter what, no, no God, no matter what the circumstance was, okay, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gloss over that. No matter what the circumstance was, the fact was you would be stupid with a handgun. You deserve it. You're lucky you're not dead, kind of thing. Okay, that is. Like, you deserve it. You should not have babies. 
do not Might not do after not that. <laughs> you probably can't. You give me something me without even realizing it. Oh, oh my was, gosh. I, I was more amazed that the <laughs> I think I was more amazed that the um, story fluctuated. <laughs> more amazed that nobody was charged, but I guess she already had punishment enough. No, you know what? I'm not actually. I'm not actually surprised about that. No one was charged. If she was not reckless use of a handgun, yeah, that's absolutely something that you would do. But then, no one else was hurt. She was the one that was in reckless use of the handgun, and the only person that was hurt was herself. So unless she's pressing charges against herself, and we've had weirder stories, that might happen. Yeah. People be stupid. That might happen. But no. (laughs) 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 That'd be the only way, really. That's that's so good. I don't even know if we should do an Urban Dictionary Award today. I'm going to let that go until next Chatter with the tips and the I know what was going on. That's re- to the person who requested that. That is a weird thing to request. Just throwing that out there. There's a lot of there is a lot of. Um, I'm not going to call any here. part of that part of my body is not going to be cool. <laughs> for oh. future reference oh, for anybody. All I know is next time she can't say that what she has is banging. That's all I can say. So. <laughs> Come on. Just going to leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> With that, Clock on the Wall is telling us it is just about time to go. So do you have any shout-outs for this evening? Um, other than thank you to my dear friend for coming out. And escorting me to this party so I don't have to go by myself. So, yay! Um, I don't actually have any. Um, yeah, no, I don't. Like, birthdays are scarce in December. I've only got a few. I know, I know a lot of December birthdays. And you know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for the people who have birthdays either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Because at that point, you're going to get screwed over and gifts anyway. It goes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Any time after Christmas as well, because then it's like, you know, I got you a big gift for your Christmas gift. So. Yeah, it's like, I, I would have got That's you a nice one. gift, but the bank account is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But no, uh, no shout outs. Uh, I know I will see you next week and um, looking forward to that. It's going to be, uh, I call it, I tell people I call it a 30 hour bender in Vegas. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no show next week. I know you folks will have to live a Friday night without us, but we will be back with you on December 17th, 10 o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock central. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure to go back, uh, all last weekend, um, we went ahead and we put the best of shows for this year. So you can find it at News Comet BTR over on Twitter, and you can scroll through. Um, and once again, special thanks to KD for coming out on Sunday night for the 401 Lounge. We'll have more shows ahead, and we will let you know when those will be happening. So until then, till next week, for Mary, I am LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you in two weeks from tonight.
listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.